0: Hello, you are listening to Conversations with Sarah, a platform for sharing knowledge, connection and individual stories of therapies that support wellness and self-care. I'm Sarah Redden, therapeutic coach of SR Therapy Training and I help busy people make self-care a priority. I'm Sarah from SRTT and I help busy people make self-care a priority. You're listening to Conversations with Sarah and today I'm joined by George to talk about mental health first aid. Hi George.
1: Hi Sarah, Um, as you say yeah I'm George or Georgina Patterson from More Mindful um, and I am a life coach, business consultant which you'll you'll understand more around the realm, realm of why I work there and a mental health first aid instructor which is what I'm coming to chat
0: with you today. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming to talk to me. Um, so, mental health first aid is not something I really know much about, um, other than what we've talked about previously. Um, so I'm really quite interested to hear a bit more about it today. Um, so I guess the first question for me would be: what is mental mental health first
1: aid? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. What is it? Yeah, I think there's quite a lot around, and people keep hearing it but not really understanding what it is. So uh, mental health first aid is effectively the idea of it is being equivalent to physical first aid so um, the you know that first instant knowledge and awareness uh, it was established years ago in uh, Australia like back in 2000 and they started doing this and then it came over to England in around about 2007 2009 mm-hmm. so it's a course that is there basically to build individual skills and confidence to recognize signs and symptoms of basically your common mental health issues such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, um, suicide, self-harm, and it does touch on psychosis, uh, schizophrenia, that sort of level, but doesn't really go too much into that, but just to give you that sort of awareness. Um, And it's about giving people the skills, as I say, and the confidence to go hold on, I'm noticing something, or um, you seem to be, or somebody else can talk to them because then they can direct them to the right support. So Mm. whether that be self-help or whether that be a professional sort of support, that's the sort of the general idea of the um, mental health first aid. So you become a mental health first aider, similar to a physical first aider. That's the general idea behind it. Okay. So why... Why do you think
0: it's important to have these first aiders in, in the workplace?
1: So the thing for me, one is that um, not only does it give you those skills and that confidence, it also looks at teaching you how to look after yourself. Um, it gives you that greater awareness and it is the underlying on, underneath it all is about getting people talking about mental health which I think is just generally really important. Yeah. We don't do enough of it, there's not enough people talking about it it also starts to break down some of the stigmas. If you've got a little bit more understanding, then you're not necessarily going to have so much stigma around it. Mm. It can break down barriers. Um, it's about looking at some of the myths as well. And also, it does show that, you know, it's not that odd person down the street who's got something. Actually, it's mm. probably more prevalent than we realise. Yeah. You know, that, they yeah. do, th- sorry, they do throw a lot of statistics into the course of you. You get that realisation that, this isn't this mystical thing that happens every now and again. Mm. Uh, It's a lot more prevalent. So, um, you know, there's been loads or they've loads of studies that have gone on um, that have looked into mental health first aid and they've sort of said, you know, yeah, it's great. And it's brilliant in doing what it does in the workplace. So the whole idea is with a mental health first aider, they're in the workplace, people can come and speak to them or they can be part of a whole sort of organization set up around health, and well-being Mm -hmm. but within that a lot of the studies have found that it's raised the conversation about mental health it's raised that you know reduced barriers for people to be talking about mental health um the courses that I've run so far the biggest thing is people go I didn't know that or I didn't see it that way um or they start to get a new perspective on it as in you know I've had some people who've been very much what So we're supposed to just like cuddle them and do things like that, just because they're feeling a bit down. And then when you start to look at it, they start to go, "Oh, yeah, it's not quite that." No. Yeah. Or you, yeah, you know, get that real mix of, "Well, why are they getting sad about that? That's nothing compared to what I've had to do." And you start to say, "Yeah, but we're all different. Mm. We all." have completely different backgrounds we all have different coping mechanisms we all have different way of life so yeah it's really breaking down some of that stuff which I think is really important
0: I completely agree with you it's so important to de-stigmatize um sort of mental health and get mental mental health support Um, because as you say we most of us have an experience where we don't have um no our mental health isn't as well as we would like it to be that we are going through an experience where we need some support so having that in the workplace um, being able to someone being able to recognize that maybe you do need a little bit of support must must make such a difference to a workplace environment
1: yeah and it's that just understand you know I mean my experience of when you see mental health in the workplace is right. well we'll just send them on sick for a few weeks and we'll just let them do that and then we'll just leave them alone you yeah. know and, we, and actually some people some people live with depression anxiety um, you know eating disorders for years and sometimes some of them can re, you can manage it you know they do whatever they need to do but ideally what you need to be doing is talking to the individual and asking them, how do they want that to be working in the workplace? And that's mm. the other side of it of that, oh, we'll just let them go there and we won't talk about things and we won't mention anything. Cause what we don't want to do is trigger it even more or do this anymore. And you're like, do you know what? Sometimes all they want is just, you know, to know that they're not an alien, they're not weird. They're not odd. We're all dealing with this together and you're still yeah, part I think- of the team.
0: Yeah, sometimes the the things not being spoken about is is far more difficult than things being or like or there being a space where it's okay to talk if that's what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. So that sounds invaluable that people will be able to have the skills to be able to um, allow a conversation and signpost people onto where, where it's going to be supportive for them as opposed to yeah. it being a one-size-fits-all oh if you've got this problem then we're just going to offload you here and and that's that's it yeah
1: Yeah. and a lot of the course is so they give you there's an action plan so when you actually do if you to do the two-day course that's our whole thing you get a great big massive booklet which breaks down nearly every sort of mental disorder um gives you loads of advice places to go you get a little workbook and then you get a little action plan So, And within that action plan, which gets repeated throughout the course, is about being non-judgmental and listening, because we don't always listen, active listening, that bit of going, you know, don't assume, don't jump in, listen to what the person is actually saying, that communication skills. So as you were saying, that ability to go and speak to someone and feel it's safe to speak to Mm -hmm. someone that's the whole thread that goes through there, that you're not there to pass judgment. You're not there to laugh at somebody or to tell them to get over it. You're there listening to what's going on for them and then working out, okay, which way do we go forward with this? Together, that's the supporting part of it is, right, how are we, how am I gonna guide you now to get the sort of the right support um, and that, you know, at any sort of level? I mean, this goes through all the levels from stress, which technically isn't a mental health disorder but it creates yeah. mental health yeah all the way up to somebody who is at the point of uh thinking about suicide so you know there's different ways of what you will do at different stages and how you would sort of react to that and what's really good i like about this course is in particular isn't just in the workplace you can use it at home as well mm-hmm. so there's that element or even your neighbor across the road that you know some of the case studies that they use are about your neighbor across the road that you suddenly start to see not coming out of their house or they're not interacting as they used to is there mm-hmm. something else going on could you go and just knock on the door and just say is everything all right and then have the confidence that if they don't know everything isn't all right you know what to do because mm. I think that gets us scared there's a big thing at the moment of are you okay are you okay yeah. and I wonder if people don't ask that second question because they're scared of what happens if they say no I'm not okay what do I do with that then mm. And this course sort of does that. This sort of shows you, right, this is what you could do, or even to be able to hold it for a second, to know then to look into what to do with it. Mm. Um, And that's the whole idea of it. I mean, they do have slightly different levels, because this is actually under Mental Health First Aid England. Um, And they do like a Champions, which is a day's course. And then they do an Awareness, which is just a general looking at mental health so the it's you know it's all part of a much bigger picture of raising the profile of mental health um getting people talking about it and not being scared of the why if they say i'm not okay well mm-hmm. actually here's some little cues and here's some information that might at least be able to help you or be able to sit with them to find the help that might be more suitable for them at least you'll have an idea of where to go where to look what to do um, so yeah great at building that side of it
0: um, I mean it it, it it sounds amazing I mean I know I'm thinking as you're talking like before <laughs> I did my before I did my counseling training um like I I really struggled like in my other therapeutic work my body work it, um like for doing energy healing and things and people got emotional um I just didn't know what to do um because I I, I I would feel like I needed to fix it and make it all okay um and of course through your counseling training you learn all of these skills so as, as I'm hearing you talk it's like yeah actually it, it is it can feel quite a lot to ask someone if they're okay and then tell you they're not okay and kind of not it's like oh what do I do what do I do now and now that person's opened up for to me and said they're not okay like um where do I go so that that's got to be such a useful tool for people um like just like you say any anywhere really to that connection that we're all we've all been missing out on through lockdown um yeah you know we we're we're seeing that there are um that there are knock-on effects to people's mental health with what we're going through as a society in the last year um yeah so people having that skill that you're talking about now is going to make such a difference going going forward
1: yeah yeah and that was part of the reason that I sort of went into it so my previous life um, I worked in welfare looking after people and um, some of the training I had you know as you say with counselling you learn how to manage that how to hold that um, how to sort of do that but prior to that I was like what happens if I ask this question and they say this and they say they're not okay where do I go what do I do Um, and how do you sort of manage that and you know luckily my training the same as your counseling training gives you the skills to be able to go it's okay I can manage this I can do this yeah Um, whereas I thought do you know what there's lots of people out there and particularly as you saying doing your body work and hairdressers I think of and beauticians and anybody that sees people one-to-one who has that client's I mean, I know when I go to the hairdresser, yeah, we might talk about some rubbish, but then mm. we'll talk about something that may be going on for us. Yeah. And I just think, you know, that poor hairdresser st- stood there going, right, okay, they've just told me that and I'm not quite sure what to do with this, or I do know what to do with it. Or they get told something that's actually really quite emotive. Mm. Where do they then go with that? Yeah. What do they then do with that? The same as anybody who's doing that one-to-one or even somebody who has regular clients that come in, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, anybody that, so PTs, you know, they see people, why is somebody not doing the exercises that I set them? Why are they always coming in telling me they're tired? Is there Mm -hmm. something else going Mm -hmm. on there? Um, It could be simply somebody who regularly goes and picks up their, you know, their dog food from a set place every time, has a quick chat, they start to build a conversation, and then suddenly they might just say, Yeah, actually, this is going on for me at the minute. Mm, It mm. could be anywhere, the thing. And I think that for me was that actually people need to have that confidence to do it, one. And the other bit is them knowing where to go. And that comes from having that confidence. You know, they sort of go Mm. hand in hand. And very much, you know, thinking about why I sort of quite like this was I dealt a lot with people who had a lot of myths about around mental health. Um, you know, they would come in and go, well, that's it. So uh, my girlfriend has got there at this and that's it. My life now has to stop because I need to care for them. And I'm sort of saying, well, actually, there's loads of other options that you've got. Mm-hmm. This is what you could do. Um, because they just lacked the knowledge of what mental health actually is all around. You know, it's not like there is this box and that box and you either got it or not got it. Mm-hmm. We all have mental health everybody in the world has mental health it's just whether you're at the good end or the bad end or the positive end or the negative end and we slide up and down you know we go from one end to the other and we'll have days where we might go more towards one end and then come back and I think it's trying to break that down and sort of saying you know we don't and not everybody who has say depression feels the same acts the same does the same Absolutely everybody who has anxiety does this, does that. Not everybody who has a phobia does this, does that. Um, and it's also very much, in, uh, when I'm trying anyway, I very much go, do you know what? There isn't also one answer. There's so many different options out mm. there. There's so many different things. And you know, you if one thing doesn't work, try something else. And that could be you try the same sort of therapy, but with a different therapist, or you try a different type of therapy. Um, and it might be you do some work and then you might need a different type so there's that breaking everything down because there's Mm. a lot there seems to be this that's it I've got it that's it yeah that's it yeah actually lots of help out there yeah (laughs) completely and it's
0: like physical health we don't just do like one exercise on one day and be like yes I'm healthy I've now got my six pack it is it's cumulative isn't it we 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 think about what we put into our body we think about how we're moving we might use different exercises we might go to different mm. places work with different people um and that's you know really championed to be like yes get out there and be fit um so why not apply that to our mental emotional health it makes you know complete sense that there is a spectrum <laughs> of things and there's a spectrum of things that we can be doing and um even as a I, I want to say non-professional so obviously as a counselor with professionals as coaches with professionals like even as a there's something that you can do and you can be of a support to people um with the skills that you learn by learning this first aid mental health first aid
1: um yeah i mean so even you know, there's a proportion of it that is about how do you support everybody else, but there's also bits that they look into about supporting yourself and looking after yourself and that radiates all the way through of um, and because obviously you're learning what impacts you you'll only ever apply it to yourself anyway, because you'll be sat yeah. there going, Does that mean I've got this? Oh my god, yeah. I do that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh dear. And it does show you that you know that we all have down days and we all have sad days and we all have that, but actually there's a set amount of time before it even gets into the realm of you're looking at depression which mm. i think is you know that difference between you can have a few sad days you can have a couple of days where you just feel yeah. rubbish does not mean you are depressed yeah you know there's a there's almost like a another trouble to do that but when we're talking about the continuum from good to bad yes you are probably going to be traveling along that line a little bit so yeah. what do you put in place to then bring you back again um but they also talk about and uh, um, it's all out there for people to have liquor about. Right? is 10 keys to health uh, to happier living and five ways to well-being so there's whole set plans mm-hmm. um mental health first aid england also do a self-care bring yourself to work day uh this year it was march the 18th and it's roughly around the same time each year um you know it's that looking after yourself and even through the whole of the course as well and that learning you're learning how to look after yourself mm. and luckily some of the things that we do to look after our physical health can also help our mental health you know yeah, yeah. eating right sleeping exercising you've got it's like a two for one sort of yeah, yeah, thing for this you can be looking after it for that as well um and there's you know there's simple things that you know sometimes your brain just needs a bit of a break and i'll put my hand up i quite like a little jigsaw to do every now and again which mm. just i can just focus on that jigsaw and my mind i can actually come away with it go yeah just give my mind a break i've just given myself that little bit of a break yeah. um yeah i might get my shoulders a bit hunched up from cuddling over but you know the pieces but yeah it's that you know, looking after ourselves, being a little bit, that rather than waiting until it breaks. And I think Prince Harry recently said something, he's got a new job, and he sort of said, you know, his encouragement is, why do we not get people to look after the mental health mm-hmm. before they're broken? Yeah, you know, yeah, um,
0: I mean, I could do a whole entire podcast about that um, with, with my <laughs> own experiences and things that yeah. are, are, are kind of, you know, the, the way... Um, yeah I'm not going to ramble on I'm not going to ramble on <laughs> out a way to reframe that um yes so I guess this is an important step in as a society recognizing that we don't need to get to breaking point and actually we yep. there. it is important that we can be supported at when we're having the sad days as opposed to it being uh we have to wait until we are clinically depressed before yep. someone can recognize that you might need some support and signpost you for for how to help your sad days feel okay or help yeah. you with your sad days um not spiraling into sad weeks
1: yeah. Um, yeah 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 and that whole you know if you if we're aware that people are seeing mental health first aiders we might be inclined to go Look, can I just have a quick chat with you? Because by rights, they shouldn't be judgmental. They sh- yeah. they sh- uh, it shouldn't be that there, there. And what I will be absolutely clear about: they're not going to diagnose you. That's no. not what a mental health first aider does. Does yeah. not diagnose and does not treat. Um, I think there is a bit of a myth about the sort of the idea and the concept and the course but I will absolutely say it is not about uh, yeah. diagnosing, it's not about treating, it's about supporting people towards guidance, you know, whether that be, you know, I just having, as you were saying, a few sad days, is there any sort of support? Well, actually, you could look at this various charities out there that have got sort of helpful tools and techniques to use. Mm. Um, if it goes on a bit longer, you might want to speak to your GP and have a look at that side. So it's that given an array of options yeah and ultimately saying you're not alone and you're not odd because yeah you the only one suffering then we wouldn't have all of this support out there and there is a lot of support out there and I think people get scared to access that support um or you know some people might go oh, I'm not that bad my life's not that bad yeah, really yeah
0: if I compare to and, somebody else I'm not going through so much difficulty so what makes me so special that I need help it's like no we all
1: yeah. need help it just depends <laughs> on what that help is Yeah. I'm actually, you know, I'm never gonna sit here and go, well, you can't be like this because of that, because I have no idea what you've gone through. I've no idea of what you've experienced. And I mean, I've worked with some people that I've sat there and gone, wow, you are managing lots of things. And Mm. then it'll be the tiniest thing that can tip the balance. And I'm like amazed at that ability. And I can work with somebody else who has the smallest thing, you know, in my mind that I go, oh, okay. Why is this causing you so much? That's the Mm -hmm. bit that needs to be looked at. You know, um, I don't go, don't be stupid. Why are you doing that? I go, right, okay, hold on a second. There's something else going on here. What is it? What can we do to make, you know, in my sort of role, but it's that looking up that actually. I'm never going to say no, sorry. You can't feel that way because you live in a lovely house. You have a job, you have lovely kids, you have a husband or a wife, you have everything. Is it just... Yeah, because like it's, it's not so... about
0: that is it it's um like no. emotional resilience takes like a muscle takes time to build so if you have never mm-hmm. physically exercised um lifting the smallest weight in the world is going to be difficult and is going to leave you in pain afterwards um so mm-hmm. mentally emotionally if if you have never experienced a difficulty when you come across a difficulty that you may think other people think is small for you that is big so yeah why not go and work with somebody who can help you to lift that weight in a mm. in a way that's going to work for you and and help you manage manage that situation um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think uh, go on no sorry
1: no <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think you know what's coming back to the, the this course is you know there's actually whole sections at the back that just sort of directly you to the various different bits and all the way through. And also would it they, we, it talks about symptoms and signs and symptoms mm-hmm. and you sort of realize, you know, I was quite, years ago, it was almost like, these are the signs and the symptoms of this. Yeah, and These are the signs and the symptoms of this. Now it's like, actually, those signs and symptoms could be anything and everything. It's effectively the change. If you notice a change is the biggest thing that I would say. If you notice a change in someone's behavior, that would be the bit that would make me go, hold on, what's going on here? Because a lot of people go, well, if they're depressed, that means that they're not going to come into work. Actually, they might be coming into work to hide away from their depression or they're not, they sleep all the time or actually they might not be sleeping yeah um there's the opposites dependent because it can almost be clumped with other things as well yeah. so sometimes I'm like actually notice the change notice yeah. the difference um and it does a beautiful piece where it talks about where we were talking about what's important to one person can be very different to somebody else um and it calls it frames of reference and it centers back into mm. uh, like psychology and yeah might load it yeah 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 <laughs> so frames of reference where you're looking at we have all grown up and if we all sat down and looked at how we've grown up we would all be different mm-hmm. so what we've seen what we've experienced what we've gone through will be different to the person sat next to us yeah and even if you've grown up in the same street, in the house next door to each other, there'll still be differences. In how even in the up. same household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because of the society, because of the way that our family is, because of the way that everything's done, we are all different, and yeah. we'll all manage things differently. Yeah. Um, and you know, even though I was trying not, I don't ever want to come across as dismissive of saying like the small things. I think. Yeah said a small thing for one person will be huge for somebody else, and they will cross over. And yeah. I've now learned to go, anything could do anything. And I look at myself and I go, Wow, I'm not even sure I could manage that. Could I manage this? Could I, yeah. you know, it's the I've been amazed by certain things, and even for myself. And sometimes I look at myself and I go, Do you know what? One day I can manage something the next day because I've not slept. Or I might be hungover, maybe, or yeah. <laughs> I've done something else that suddenly I'm like, I can't manage that today. And that is yeah. causing me more anxiety or more stress. Yeah. Um, so it can even change from yeah. day to day. Yeah. Know? And I think people forget that that they're like, well, they seemed to right work the other day. Yeah, but what else is going on? What else yeah. is happening? Yeah. <laughs> What's do that? Um, and I think you know just even having this conversation just raises and hopefully people start to go oh okay it's not quite mental health not quite what I thought it was and mm. it can start off at such a low level that as you said before if you can get in at that low level it's a lot better than when you're much you know further along yeah I think that early
0: up. intervention makes a difference doesn't it it, it, it in my own personal experience and client work it's sort of knowing like for me you don't have to be depressed to connect with someone for support Mm -hmm. just recognizing that like you said there's been a change or externally or internally or even that oh there's something that I want to be able to chat about that my friends and family are not the people that need to hear it because sometimes friends and family are not the people that you need to hear it. You need someone else to hear it and let you have space (laughs) to speak. It it can make such a difference. Um, So, yeah, like, as I said before, like I'd heard about mental health first aid, but I didn't really kind of, I didn't really understand where it fit in the framework of of everything else in the the wider world of helping. so it's been really useful for me to sort of hear a little bit about how that's gonna fit in for other people. So what what's your vision for the for the future with the mental health first aid for you and
1: your, your organization? So pretty much as you said, we've not all heard of it. I think because it's centered quite a lot of big businesses and within the workplace. So there's mm-hmm. quite a lot within men's. So I fall a mental health first aid England, and there's quite a lot towards the bigger organizations and the bigger workforces. For me, um, I'm looking at the smaller. So, how we talked about hairdressers and beauticians and PTs, I mm. think there's a there's a world there of rather than it just being about your work colleague and the person next to you, what about the clients that you're seeing? Oh, yeah. What about those regular sort of Um, people that you you come in contact with that ability to go if I ask the question will I know what to do Mm. um so for me it's very much looking at working with those smaller businesses working with um the sort of you know or even joining a couple of small businesses together to deliver training so that it just gives them that that confidence that if somebody sits there and says something um or I ask the question and they truly answer it yeah (laughs) I will know where to go and actually um, you as you said earlier on you know we don't always want to talk to our family and friends about it and they don't need to hear some of the stuff or we mm-hmm. might not get a non-judgmental response because you might get that well we grew up in the same house so I don't know what you're thinking and talking yeah, about yeah um, whereas you know uh, sometimes your hairdresser or, or your PT or your beautician or somebody, won't necessarily know all of that stuff and they're just there to support you, listen to you and you sometimes feel a bit safer and sometimes we can feel a bit safer because we're not fully looking at them and we're not emotionally connected. So for me, it is looking towards those smaller businesses. So any smaller businesses out there, give me yeah. a bell. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I
0: think actually, like I'm sitting here thinking like as me as a 21 year old, 22 year old beauty therapist who like people have always opened up to me. Like I will sit on a bus and someone will share their life story with me. Um, <laughs> uh, so as a young beauty therapist, um, I didn't know how to hold space in a way that was safe for me. So yeah. this, I guess, would have been really useful because I did. I would come away and feel like oh, like I would carry that with me. I would carry the weight of it with me. And, and of course, through my professional training, you learn how to work with your supervisor and do all of those other things to keep yourself safe so that your clients mm. can speak to you. So, yeah, being able to hear hear what somebody needs to say and, and feel confident in that you you're not going to carry it around with you and that you can say yes actually this might be helpful to you speak to this person would would be so useful um and this didn't exist also, when,
1: when I was 21 years old. It wasn't a thing. And also, if you've got a small business and you're looking at doing that that, is then setting up that well, how do you then support each other? You know, have you got yeah. a system in place that says when somebody does open up, where do you go with that? So you're, you know, you're cutting away the hair and you chat about things and you relay information. Then, as you say, you will sat with that going, oh my God, they just told me all that. What do I do with that now? know could you then go and speak to another hairdresser at least just to talk it out you know double check yourself do whatever you need to do to feel yeah i did everything that i needed to do there and i've not made things worse i've not done anything um and you you generally will never make anything worse you know even just somebody being able to talk about it is better than doing nothing at all um And it's that bit of being able to as an organisation, as a small business or as a business, whatever size is being able to then support those people. So there is that for me, we'd be looking at, well, then what it's brilliant. Train up mental health first aiders. Absolutely. But what are you going to do with them then? Yeah. And to be fair, Mental Health First Aid England does have that support, has resources. Um, It can look at that, you know, building it into policies of what you then do. Um, But for me, it's that I probably double check in and go right exactly yeah. what are you going to do now yeah. how are you going to manage that because brilliant you know I know it in a professional professional dealing with this sort of world all the time you go right, I told them I've shared with them where to go in the information now what now I'm just <laughs> sat here questioning <laughs> myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah ooh. um and then oh it can be something really um emotive for you and you're going Blimey, i just told them all of that and I feel great, They, I feel like they're going to get the support that they need, but yeah. blimey, that's brought up stuff for me, w- what do I do now and where do yeah. I go and yeah. how do I sort of just, you know, put that back, you know, um, so yeah, so for me, really, my aim and hopefully working towards is that, you know, giving the opportunity for smaller businesses to have me, so um when the courses they look at like 16 people I'm content to work with four people yeah. six people quite so happy to do that smaller yeah
0: so salons and things that are starting to get ready for going back you know from this long enforced break that we've had um yes. I, w- I will be popping your details into uh, the description of this uh, so people mm-hmm. can get in touch with you and I guess if, if if they're not in the right area for you you can signpost them on as well um because yeah I mean I, I would. N- be thinking you know a lot of people are going to have a lot to talk about when they come back so now now's a good time to get on board (laughs) get on board and equip yourself and your staff um to be able to support your clients and each other Um, yeah yeah, it sounds like it would be really helpful
1: Yeah, and I mean, if people, I mean, if there are different areas, I mean, I'm quite happy to travel to a certain distance. But yeah, we, uh, you go on to Mental Health First Aid England and it lists a lot of the other trainers around yeah. um, so that you can see who's around, what's going on. And actually that gives you a lot more description into details and about other opportunities to do mm. that and it also I think I briefly mentioned uh you've got the mental health first stage which is a two-day course the champions which is a day's course and awareness which is half a day um so you've got different variants of how mm. far and what you wanted to do on them they just sort of reduce in the depth of knowledge yeah, effectively. Yeah.
0: so you can dip with your toe aware- before you full-on commit to, to
1: yeah, the yeah course. Yeah, and you might go actually. Sorry, if you've got a slightly bigger organisation, you might go. Let's do awareness, and then pick certain people to do champions or different um, sort of the first aider. Brilliant. Um, Sorry,
0: I'm I'm noticing the time, and very very (laughs) clumsily thinking. Okay, probably should end it now. Um, Yeah thank you so much i mean i feel like i mean i know you've talked to me a little bit about it before when we've talked before um but it's definitely helped me have a little bit more of an understanding of what mental health first aid is it's hard that's a hard sentence to
1: say it's yeah it's the <laughs> easiest no <laughs> but
0: thank you so much for joining me and uh, nice. as i said i'll pop all your links uh, down below so people can get in touch with you and um We'll pop the other people, the other Mental Health England, in there as well, so people can find that. So, thank you so much. And no um, worries, it was. A, I was speaking. Yeah, it a pleasure.
1: Soon. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Conversations with Sarah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To connect, find out more about me and my guest, follow S R T T Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Next Wednesday, I'll be joined by Laura to have a conversation about creative flow. Until then, remember, self-care isn't selfish.